Hi, my name is John Kim, and I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth. I share my feelings and revelations. I believe in casual or clinical and with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. There is so much noise out there, especially when it comes to self-betterment, and that's why I created TAT Text. Now, a lot of people are using texting to uh, promote things, and it's kind of like a digital flyer. But I'm actually using texting as a mental program. It's like the program you uh, get at the gym, but this is for your mental and emotional state. So every week there's a different topic. One week would maybe relationships, the next week uh, codependency, next week dating, etc. And at the end of the week, you get a private link to a Google Doc that takes you deeper. And that doc is like six to nine pages, and it's a lot of how-to, right? It's not just information, but it's like, what do we do with this information? So if you want to wake up with something that is going to reposition your mindset and set you up for a day that you can maneuver in the best version of yourself, come check out my text. You could get them at theangrytherapist.com or on my Instagram at theangrytherapist. See you in your phone. Let's talk about the three things that kill your relationship. How is that for an upbeat topic today? Okay. The point isn't to bring you down. The point is to uh, maybe remind you. I'm sure these may be things that you're aware of, but we all need to be reminded, right? I mean, um, we know things, but sometimes we forget. Like, we to put the toilet seat down and to... Um, we need to be reminded to um, eat less sugar, and we need to be reminded to uh, bring your partner water at night when you are putting water on your nightstand. Also, bring your partner a cup of water at night, or else um, you're not going to get a lot of love. Okay, so relationship killers. Here are my top three. Now, there's many, but... Um, I, if I had to pick three, the, these would be it. First one is ownership. I'm not talking about you thinking that you own your partner. That's not the ownership I'm talking about. I'm talking about, um, um, well, that would, al- that would also be a relationship killer for sure. If you believe that you own your partner and you are uh, trying to control the, uh, that person or believe that you have control over that person, that's definitely a relationship killer. I'm going to say... Um, I mean, the reason why I said ownership is uh, without it, and what I mean by ownership is uh, one owning their own shit, there's no growth, there's no evolution, and this isn't just about um, the, the relationship, it's about your relationship with self. So if you don't have the ability, if you don't have the capacity to own whatever it is that you need to own, um, because the process of owning actually it requires some self-awareness, right? To own something means that you're reflecting, you're looking back at your behavior, your patterns, you're investigating, you're asking yourself, you know, why questions. And that process to own something actually requires you to look inward. Um, but when you do that, that's when you're creating space for uh, you to evolve, to grow, to learn, to have revelations. And you are producing relationship glue. There's a lot of clients that I help, and um, this is this is a huge problem for them because uh, in their relationship, both people are not owning. So there's a lot of defense. There's a lot of 
you know, holding up shields and you did this and you did that. And it doesn't mean they're, they're not self-aware, right? It just means that we could, we could fall into the habit of that when we get really comfortable. Um, when we have, uh, you know, um, a long when we're in a long-term relationship and it just becomes just super routine and casual and comfortable uh no one wants to own things right when you first met whoever you're with now chances are the early you know the early days you did own things because you you weren't that comfortable because you were still exploring and you didn't want to um upset the other person and you wanted to just take ownership and be open and then as you you know built something and it became more comfortable and you start to leave your socks on the floor and stop doing the dishes and all of that um taking ownership just kind of took a back seat and maybe you it was just easier to say well what about you you know anyway ownership is a or the inability to take ownership is a relationship killer Okay, number two, I'm going to say is resentment. I coach uh, many people who have resentment toward their partner. And it's, man, it's really, it can really become a a crowbar, you know. Um, Now, it doesn't mean that you don't have the right to be mad, right? I mean, we we all get angry um, at our partners. And there are things that, you know, they make mistakes or they've hurt us you know, and all of that. But if we don't process it, and we're holding on to it, they become pebbles in our shoe, you know, and um, we end up pulling them out. So we keep them, we keep, we keep it in the back pocket, and we end up pulling it out when we're fighting. We use it as that leverage. Um, the more you have resentment towards your partner, for whatever reason, the more they're going to annoy you. Like, the more resent you, resentment you carry, uh, the less empathy you will have the less compassion the less understanding so what what resentment does is um it doesn't create that kind of canvas it doesn't create that kind of that kind of space where love is open and you are seeing your partner um through an empathetic lens you know uh and and there's um holding you know holding of someone's story and heart and there's championing you know who they are and where they are and all of that if you have resentment all of that is really hard to do. And if that is hard to do, then, you know, what is your relationship going to look like, right? It's just going to be a lot of white knuckling shit. It's going to be just tolerating. It's going to be a lot of going through the motions instead of um, really fully loving someone. Also, when you have resentment, uh, chances are you're probably not enjoying yourself in the bedroom. You know, when you are angry at someone, it's really hard to have sex with them. And if you're angry at someone and you continue to have sex with them because you feel that um, that is your your responsibility or you don't want uh, the person to be angry, then you're going to have more resentment. And then it creates, you know, more drift and more problems. So if you have resentment, you got to process it, you know, and I know it's not about just forgetting, you know. Um, you can make the choice to forgive, which is the beginning, and but we don't forget. We all have memories. I mean, we're not elephants, but I, I, I um, it's funny. My memory is is going, and maybe it's because I'm 47. So is my vision, by the way. Um, 
I, I have a, a good long term, but I don't know what I did 10 minutes ago. It's really that's why when I'm doing podcast episodes, by the end of the episode, I'm talking about something completely different. Like I like this episode by the end, I'll probably end up talking about, um, I don't know how high crickets jump or something, something random and completely off topic. Anyway, I better come back because I'm going to lose myself. All right. See, look, I'm already thinking about where I left off. My memory is shot. If okay, so my point is we don't we we don't forget. <laughs> I forget, but but most people don't forget. And understandably, like it's okay, right? You you're going to remember things that they did that hurt you, but you can't hold on to them. You can't use that as leverage um because then you're going to be resentful so it's not about forgetting it's about forgiving right it's about making the choice to forgive and if you don't want to forgive okay that's fair but then why and then also um do you really want to invest in this relationship we'll be right back after this brief message the other thing about resentment is it's not even about your partner in the relationship, but you also carrying it is going to gray out your own um, quality of life. You know, that shit is heavy. I mean, I've done uh, many decades of my life uh, being angry toward many people, uh, not expressing it, not processing it, um, not confronting it, and just being angry at them. And they were also in my life, you know. And so I carry that and it's heavy and it's negative and it affects your own uh, quality, uh, quality of life. And so now I will not carry that shit because it's, it's not how I want to live. And I want to live a light, flowy, um, the, you know, what comes to my mind is fabric softener. Like, 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 like that bear that falls, uh, is it Downey the bear? I don't know what his name is, but he, it's in that, I think it's an eighties commercial or nineties. He just falls and he falls on a um, bed of uh, soft fluffy towels and he's just so happy and he's light that's how I want to live and if you hold resentment if you harbor hate in your heart um, that is not how you're going to live (laughs) all right number three is not taking care of yourself this is a relationship killer do you know what it's called when you um, let yourself go in a relationship? It's called false advertising. When you are in a relationship, and this happens often, and I get it because you know we fall into our routines and um, all of that. When, when we get into a relationship, we have a more responsibility to take care of ourselves. And I'm not just talking about like going to the gym and physical, of course, all of that, you know, so, so. And that's not just about aesthetics. It's also about you feeling good about you and having confidence and and all that ripples. Um, But it's also about taking care of yourself emotionally, taking care of yourself spiritually, taking care of yourself um, mentally, right? All of these things. Uh, Because when you're single, because you're you're just, you know, you have you only and you have a, a lot of time and you're focusing on you. Hopefully, um, you take care of yourself and you're, you know, probably the best shape of your life. You're single, most likely, you know, Um, and you get a lot of traction and momentum and and you feel a lot of empowerment and and you're doing all these amazing things. Right. And you're uh, allowing yourself to um, practice uh, self-care and self-compassion and explore the world, all of these things. And then when you get into a relationship, um, 
you start to get lazy. You you guys start to have your routine, and then there's less time, and then suddenly, you know, you're on the couch a lot, and you're eating a lot of chips and watching a lot of Netflix. And it doesn't mean that you uh, don't want to take care of yourself. It's just one of those things where it can it can slip through, um, uh, uh, you know, just through time. So. If you don't want to kill your relationship, you have to start taking care of yourself. When you have two people in a relationship who are actively taking care of themselves, the other thing that's happening is that energy encourages and inspires the other person. So it's almost like um, pedaling a bike. You know, one person's um, on one pedal, the other person's on the other pedal, and the momentum of them of each pedaling their own side creates, you know, a greater momentum. Hence, the bike moving forward. Um, until you could like pop wheelies and shit, right? Take jumps, and and you feel confident because uh, you guys have practiced pedaling the bike. If you don't practice self care, then people start to drift. You know why uh, she fell in love with you is faded or forgotten. Why he thought you were so attractive. Um, isn't really there anymore, you know, and, and, and you could blame it on time and people changing and age and all of this, but no, ultimately it's, it's, it, it, it can be, um, people just not taking care of themselves. So that is really important. And, um, ask yourself, are you, are you right now taking care of yourself? Like, like you did when you were single or like you did when you were maybe in other relationships, if not, why, why are you not? And can you make that a priority so it doesn't um, continue to kill your relationship? Those are my three relationship killers. And um, if uh, you are thinking, shit, I do this or I don't do this, um, it's, it's, you know, it's not about blaming yourself or bashing yourself. And it doesn't mean that your relationship is in trouble. It just means to be aware of these things. And, and hopefully there are things that maybe you want to start working on. All right. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you like my random dialogue, I, I hope you uh, hit subscribe so you know when the new episodes are up. And again, I try to keep these short, about 10 to 15 minutes. The whole point of these is um, is to kind of uh, put self-betterment into a shot glass, bring it down to street level, and um, come as I am and uh, try to talk to you like I'm sitting across from you at a coffee shop. Okay, be well. Thank you for listening. And uh, just wanted to remind you of uh, the TAT Lab live Zoom group. Groups run by uh, my team of therapists and coaches. And uh, it's been pretty amazing. So we have groups uh, from codependency to, you know, speaking of relationships, relationships and how to relationship better. Yes, I, I used um, the word relationship as. A, uh, I use that term as a, a a verb, relationship better. Yes, I did, and that's okay. Um, also, um, addiction. Also, um, oh, a book club, like all sorts of meditations, and it's and it keeps growing. So, uh, click on my bio link on my in, uh, Instagram at Dinger Therapist, and I will see you in the lab. Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, 
it's time to become a life coach. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordo, Journey Coaching, that's J-R-N-I, and it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support and business development, ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.